This is the True Detective Podcast by Bleed TV. I'm Zach. I'm Jake. And I'm Cash. And we are covering season three. This is episode five and the title... If You Have Ghosts. If You Have Ghosts. I would after this episode. Um, yeah. And yeah. I mean, this came as a complete surprise. Dude. Like, I mean, you text us, what, yesterday? Like, hey, guys, it's up. You know, yeah. we, we got to go watch it because I didn't even think about the Super Bowl. What do you call it? I got a, I got some text messages from some friends. I mean, even our good buddy Kelly Choi got on there mm-hmm. and was texting us about it like that. And so, yeah, you know, guys, we decided to make the decision of go ahead and watch it and stream it this morning. Get out as early as possible because we man, know y'all are watching it. Like, I am effing happy I did, man, because this is by far the best episode of the season. And dare I say, Rivals being one of the best episodes of the entire series. Absolutely. It's definitely in the probably the top five best episodes of the whole series. Season yeah. one has so many. Yeah, I mean, I, but I think this is climbing up in the top three range. Really, it's it's very close. I mean, it, this was you got to give Pizzolatto, which I, I think he, he even directed once, it, uh, is a lot of the credit for the writing and the directing of this episode. It is phenomenal, and it, it really made uh, episode four a lot better in my opinion because I mean we talked about it being a little bit of a filler episode, didn't really give us much. It gave us everything for this episode. Yeah, it really did. Yeah, it no, it was a perfect set up mm-hmm. for this episode you know what a lot of people i talked about on social media and even my wife and I was, we watched it and so on she goes you know what i like about this season and what they're doing versus season one the story and the mystery is easier to follow even though it's giving you so much to this overload mm-hmm. that it's it's easier to try to grab breadcrumbs and come up with your own theories versus season one which it was so much more about russ and cole and the dynamic and then you know, the, the story itself wasn't as followable because they went more towards the political power. They went to this way and then Yellow King wasn't really established toward the end. And well, and all the mysticism and exactly. the oddities. And she said that, you know, like she said it and like so many people I talked to were like, this season is just what you're dying for. You have two amazing actors, which by the way, I their chemistry, I, I mean, their chemistry is, it's, it's amazing. And to see everything that unfolded on this episode, to say that that was truly just an hour. I mean, I felt like I watched two hours of content. Oh, it it's a just, ton. Yeah. I mean, that didn't feel like two hours of it content. Really didn't. Like, I mean, I was just like, can I get more? <clears throat> wait, 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 this is ending? Like, yeah. I mean, the pacing was amazing. The The order of progression was amazing. I mean, like, you, I was hanging on every cutscene. Like, I'm going to the next one. I was like, oh, God, come back, you know, and finish this. Give me more. And, you know, when so when an episode does that, that right there speaks volumes. And so, <clears throat> you know, people might say what they don't say about Nick, but. Bottom line is, this episode the, delivered, the cast delivered, crew delivered, kudos to HBO for what we just got. What's crazy is you leave you wanting more, but they gave you so much in this one episode as far as clues and story movement and all these things. I mean, it's it's a lot. We're we're going to do our absolute best not to miss on any of the small details, but it was I mean, a ton a, yeah. in this episode. So there's just cut us some slack. Plus we watched it yesterday. We usually like to do a day of doing it, but I just couldn't wait. You know, we were like, let's get together, man. I, I watched it this morning right here before the podcast. I hope I'm, I'm very fresh and can remember it's small details. So. Right. And so on. So I say we dive in the episode since it's going to be a lot. Um, you know, the episode kind of starts off with, you know, going into the, the war room. They're rehashing all the stuff these guys have been given and rehash, you know, going like that. Key things to focus on. They show pictures of Lucy's death scene where she's in a motel. She's been paid for for three weeks, which is suspicious. 
Um, did y'all notice the photo? I think Cash, you brought it up earlier. What yeah, we were talking about the photo. Is uh, she's got the belt around her right arm, and she's right-handed. Arm. Now, I'm not saying a junkie isn't going to be am- ambidextrous. Yeah, right correct, right? correct. Well done. That's yep. a tough one. Oh, thank you. Yeah, and uh, sure obviously you. she could have done it with her left hand, but. <sighs> Most people, when they're holding a needle, want to be steady. Yeah, you know, that, that's um, not something you want to mess up. You don't want to mess up your hitter or anything. Well, not only that, the pitcher looked very staged. Yes. Did that make sense? Like the way I mean, it just was. Just laying down the arm over the right. bed and everything. And of course, the key thing of it's three weeks, it paid for in advance. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I need you here for a while to make this look right. You know what I mean? I don't want you to get checked in like immediately, people knocking on your door or anything. Right. And in the same time, Dan O'Brien is in Vegas too. And, and that's they, the last time he's heard of. That's the last time I see him before his body's found in McCoury. Missouri. Yeah. You know, so, you know, there's some, it, it, it's almost like. It paints a picture. Yes. Almost like they went to Vegas to get them both, but Dan got away and they chased him into Missouri before they killed him in a way, you know. Or realistically, you wouldn't want to find both their bodies in the same location. True. That True. right there would sing a red flag. Yeah. So you you drive his body back close to wherever it was, drop him in a place it won't get found. Unfortunately, they drain the quarry. Mm-hmm. His bones get found. Well, um, and as we found out last episode, there's a little bit of connection with uh, Lucy. And just when she was talking to Amelia that we find out later in this episode with the book, saying kids are laughing everything. Yeah, a lot of connections there. And so, like, I mean, this is – it feels like it could be staged because – she could have been helping them in some shape, way, or form. Yeah, and these people are trying to keep. Obviously, later on in the episode, which we 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 find out about the note in the book and stuff like that, but it's even just in the front, it looks fishy. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it and but it also you. you real you realize that Hayes is kind of on an island on this. Hayes is sitting there saying, "You know, this doesn't look right. You know, this doesn't mm-hmm. fit. You know what I mean?" And so like that. But you see, West is constantly having to drop him down because the other guys in the room can't know that they are. Working, truly investigating yeah, it. Truly going after something and not just trying to uphold the conviction of Woodard. Okay? Correct. Which is what, you know, the boss people that's have what said the AG, they need That's what the AG wants, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, Tom shows up suddenly um, and, you know, Roland does his best to get him out of there. You know, uh, I thought it was a little suspicious, but I think y'all have a different thought on it. Nah, he, he's, I, I truly think he's just trying to keep him away from more sadness. And because you know, he even tells him, he says, "Don't call Tom." Yeah, you know, don't, don't don't give him this hope or anything. Don't give him right. any hopes. You know, don't don't crush so him. You don't, you don't want him to relapse, basically. That, yeah. I think that's exactly because I mean, Roland is acting as his sponsor. Correct. It seems like so. It's like he's pushing him out. That's why he was super pissed. You know, when he brings the mugshot out, or not yeah, the mugshot, but the the picture of her at the store. You know, and you know, obviously Tom gets freaked out, but he was going to get freaked out anyway because he's called in for a press conference. Correct. Um. Now, you know, in the last episode, they left us with a cliffhanger. Yeah, because I, mean, I came into the episode tense, like uh-huh. ready for it to just the door exploding. I'm expecting when we the came first in. ten seconds to boom. You know what I mean? Um, we don't get that. Instead, we get a, an amazing lead in of you know the the first promos of the whole show showed like you know hey staring at you mm-hmm. in this vivid shot. Well, this is that shot, and it's him staring at the pictures of the Crime. scene. You yeah. know, with Woodard. You know, the attack at Woodard. And the cop's like, oh, yeah, you were there, weren't you? And then you just see us lead into that picture, and it was a cool visual. It was a cool shot. Were y'all worried that we weren't going to get the actual explosion? Yes. I was worried that we weren't going to get the actual explosion. We were going to get the instant aftermath of the explosion. Like just the noise and everything. and then Get the just... noise. See, like, West and, you know, and Hayes, like, flinch and freak a little mm-hmm. bit. 
but I was worried we weren't going to get the explosion. Boy, was I extremely excited that they put in. <laughs> it amazing. Extremely well done. Dude, the explosion itself. And like, from, you know, a lot of times you want to be close up, but you being bought back and seeing the shrapnel hit everything and people. What's insane? You, you can see like the. The only reason I understand this is because I've literally witnessed a, a potato gun blow up in my face before. Okay. Okay. And you see a, we call it like a sonic boom was what it looks like. It looks mm-hmm. like a, a wave come off right. and then the explosion. And what was cool about the shrapnel is you see the wave as it's flying across and stuff. And I was like, man, that's just nails what it looks like. It oh, was yeah. so awesome. And then like you just see the holes get put in in time and everything. everything. And I was like, this is one of the best explosions I've ever seen. And not only that, did y'all notice that there wasn't a flame burst? It no, was it's just an no, explosion. It's, bur- it's the same thing with the grenades that a lot of, a lot of the times they get wrong. With grenades, mm-hmm. is that it's not just some big fireball that comes no, out of them. Yeah. No, it's the there's shrapnel. not an accelerant it's a, a in it. Yeah, pressure a, explosion. Right, you know it's like a mean? pressure cooker. Like if you just leave the top on and everything, then boom. Yeah. So I, I just love seeing when they're done right. And yeah, this was definitely and, done right. And then just, oh, just to the see the guy his legs blown off and his body thrown over here. The people like, within ten feet things are all ripping shred- through him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like you and said, then, that's why I liked it. it was done from so far out because seeing the bodies made sense then. Oh, it did. And then, I'm going to be honest with you, like we talked about before the pod, the most shocking thing ever is when you see the cops come out, and they're just dropping folks like they're hot. They're just yeah. dropping oh. these rednecks like, <clears throat> like they're mean, the ones creating this war, yeah. you know, and I'm just like, holy shit. Nobody and was then, asking questions or anything. It was shoot first and hope you're alive. Right. And a, and a lot of times in action movies or shows or things like that, they only want you to focus on the action that's right in front of you. Mm-hmm. One of me and my brothers, most people's favorite movies is Braveheart, okay? Oh, yeah. <laughs> if, you watch, <laughs> if you watch in the background of the massive battles out on the field, mm-hmm. people are back there playing tiddlywinks. Oh, yeah. Just patty cake, pattying patty cake. the swords together. It hey, looks Tom, how you doing? Ridiculous, okay? Um, but in this, they're like, focused on Hayes and West making their move towards the house, mm-hmm. and you're just seeing people getting headshotted. And that cop that kills the rednecks, Boom! Gets blasted behind the tree. Yep. You yeah. know, it's like, wow! They didn't even want you to focus on that. Yeah, no. they didn't make that a point of emphasis. But no, you you couldn't miss it. You can't miss it because it was so well. The the cinematographer and everything, you know, they're lining up the shot and tracking yep. it that whole way. I was like, dude, this is rad. And they weren't uh, fuzzy and out or anything like you said. Like no. it is clear picture. The blood splatter coming after it. And yeah. Like that was the cool thing is these people died instantly because of headshots. Oh, yeah. And so well, like they just everything dropped. looked consistent. I mean, that's the thing. Everything looked like, wow, that looks real. Well, the mm-hmm. first guy, Hayes, runs up. He's what's going on here? Boom. He gets blasted. And then we get to see the two, ding, ding, yep. in the door right in front of Hayes, which will come back a little bit later, obviously. But uh, I was like, man, this is just so good well bullet holes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, I don't know how they do this sometimes, you know, where they – it legitimately looks like that door gets shot. Oh, yeah. Um, with Hayes behind it. Yeah, you know, but it's not obviously. But I mean, I, I don't know how they necessarily make it look that good. Oh, he just, you know, you know, if you listen to Pizzolatto after the show, you know, he made a point of saying, you know, we we wanted this to be fast and loose, and you know, and I didn't want it to be key to the whole point. I was like, I don't care how fast they made that. It, it, to me, it felt like it, an eternity of awesomeness. I mean, it was just really, really good. It was really quick. I mean, don't get me wrong, it was quick, but like. 
I soaked up every little yeah. detail they did. Because, I mean, it was only like two minutes. But weren't you glad we didn't get the John Woo slow down? Oh, no. Slow-mo into something. I'm like, no. You have to understand. Make this seem like we're there. Mm-hmm. Imagine if you're there. You would be so panicky and running around to try to figure out what you're doing, how you're doing it, and so on. Yeah, Here's another detail for you. You know, Hayes and West ran around the side, right? Yeah. They just randomly shot into a glass, you know, as a way of covering themselves. Just a tiny bit of cover fire. <clears throat> Little details. You yeah. know what I mean? You've got a six-shooter revolver. You know what I mean? Every round's precious in my mind yep. when you got something like that. You know, they just shoot one round into a glass or this or so on. You know, to give themselves their own. That's little details. You know, whenever you watch other cop shows, it's like, you don't see somebody run around and do something like that. You see them just roll behind something and hide and I need backup. And no, it wasn't nothing like that. You but, know? And all of this mixed with rednecks taking headshots. Oh, yes. Yeah. Just randomly. As they're running around. <laughs> Turning the corner and everything, boom, boom, yeah. just dropped and everything. But then and just the, them shooting the cops. I was like, man, this is like a real shootout. No one really knows anything. It's just survive. Right. Well, I mean, the, 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 they run across the tripwire. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, that, was, that looked good. Blow, I mean, blows these guys up, right? Mm-hmm. One of them shoots uh, West in the leg. He goes down just right. You know what I mean? But notice that uh, Hayes doesn't shoot them. He doesn't shoot on him like no. you'd think he would. Yeah. Um, he was the only person not just shooting anybody at will. But, I mean, he's had combat experience but once in again, war and everything. But I'm pretty sure another redneck takes another headshot right there. Oh, yeah. While they they're do. standing there. And that's when Hayes moves to the front door. Well, because uh, Woodard was kind of protecting him in a weird way throughout this entire sequence. So, I think he was making sure that nothing happened to him. definitely Hayes. is. We realize yeah. that yeah. he's making sure that he's the one that makes it in the house. Because I think he knows that Hayes will be... The only one competent well, enough yeah, to do it and understand. Yeah, they know his history. You know, and that's the thing too. I Me mean, calls him Sarge. Yeah, I mean, we we obviously understand the There's brotherhood of the military and stuff mm, like right, that. Like right, he's right. he's like you're the only one that understands what I'm going what through. I'm going through. Like you, it has to be you. Yeah, like you went through it there in Nam, and then when we came back, you're getting a lot of the same things that I'm dealing with. Right. We we see a lot of these things where these you know people in the world today create these you know mass shootings or just mm-hmm. atrocities, and it's like. And then they commit suicide by a cop. But it's because they're more scared than anything. This guy had a plan. Yes. You know what I mean? You know, they, you don't want to call them pussies for after they're mass shooting people and stuff like that. But it's like, it is a ridiculous way that they decide to go out. You know what I mean? It's like, if you want to kill yourself, kill yourself. Don't mm-hmm. kill all these other people. Right. You know, it, it's, it's cowardless. You know, cowardice. So this guy, though... He was going after people that were attacking him and right. doing but, a lot of but things. But also, if you look at it from Hayes' point of view, he thinks he's a coward too. Yes. Still. You know, yeah. because he's like, we see him later, he made me carry his fucking water. Best line of the episode. <laughs> yeah. Man. You know, I, I just like, you know, I love all the little <laughs> details in that, all the thought process you can put into that. You know what I mean? It's so cool. And it makes a lot of sense to the world that we live in today and stuff, you know. Oh, there ain't no doubt. They bled a lot of the world into this episode, and they did it beautifully. Oh, man. It's just like, like seamless. Like all the lines just and everything. like Dragging everything in. Pizzolatto <laughs> crushed it. Like, I mean, filming, writing, and everything. God, this was just such a great episode of TV. It really was. It really was. But then, like you said, uh, he gives him the count of three. And he does yeah. it in his head. I really like that it was a silent count. Well, he doesn't want anybody outside who's alive. To know. To know. I, I feel like. Okay. He doesn't want anybody outside to realize that Hayes has an option here. That Hayes could shoot him in the knee. Yeah. Could drop him. 
You know what I mean? Well, the guy said, he goes, you do that, I'll kill you. You know? Yeah, I know he says that, but it's like... It's different when you actually got to do it yeah. and everything. And this actually gives... I see what you're saying. This too. gives Hayes an out. Yeah. You know what I mean? All he's got to do is say, I came in, I had a drawing on him, and he turned on me. He didn't have to even tell him the part where yeah. he gave him a countdown. Mm-hmm. Hayes just tells him that anyway. Because Hayes pissed off yeah. that he made him do it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, if, if Hayes was any other cop worried about a bad shooting... You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He would just say, I came in, I saw him aimed at the window, he heard me, he turned on me with the rifle, and I put him down. Yeah. Instead, he decided to tell him what happened for real. Yeah. You know, so I'm like, I think that means something. Plus, it was just awesome to watch. Yeah. I mean, it was fantastic. Their little dialogue going back and forth. I mean, he and- even said, he goes, I probably have been fine before I shot those cops. Yeah, you know, I like, really wrote and, and off the self-defense like, and everything. There's a lot of veteran affairs that can help you. You know, he's like, I don't want them to help me. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I love it, man. This was so good, man. It really was. It really was. And props to the actor who plays work, man. Well, he I mean, crushes it. Props yeah. to all these actors. I mean, they actually Every got to act in everything. But like yeah. you said, Woodard really sold this entire scene and everything. Yeah. Just sitting there. The yeah, marksmanship. Let's be, let's be honest. Can you think of a single actor in this episode that was like, eh? No, no nobody. I mean, that's what I'm nobody. saying. Like, well, that's what I was talking to my wife and I was talking to people on social media. I was like, you know, when you think about it, I mean, there wasn't one person I could say, you know, that that was a little off. Or, yeah. No, not a single one. Nothing. Like, even was <clears throat> it Lori? Like, she crushes every scene that she's in. Like, they've been friends for 15 years and the chemistry just oozes off the screen. Yeah. yeah. No, they like, did. I, I don't get how they found these, a lot of these side actors. Well, good job, man. Good job. But, you know, it is what it is. I mean, all right. They bounce. I want to keep moving. They bounce into the press conference for Tom. The press conference gets taken. Um, away from the AG as he's talking by his former, uh, I guess, deputy AG or whoever his you know, right-hand man used to be. Yeah. And this guy is representing – he's the attorney representing the kids of Woodard, um, you know, and which pisses the AG off. And, of course, at least that scene Jake was just talking about, you know, um, where Hayes is like, hey, do those kids know who I am? And he's like, yeah. You know, and he's like, good to see you back in the forest. Gives him the middle finger. And he yeah. goes, that MF or made me carry his water. You know, blah, blah, blah. You know, like he has, like, he shows no remorse no. for, you know, reason, you know, Woodard, you know. No, but he shows remorse for the kids. Right. You know, and he shows remorse for Tom. He's like, because like, they're still battling. Well, everything. he just thinks he's real sleazy to come in at the end of a, of a press conference for a guy begging for his daughter to right. call him. And you made this about you instead of this, what it was meant for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and, it, uh, so it's like, you love to see that Hayes. Good side, yeah. but he also has that demon dark oh, spot yeah. where he's like... That we still haven't gotten to the heart of. Well, know, I mean, he, we might never in this show. Well, when he yeah. says, motherfucker made me carry his water, like I need more memories. Yeah. I mean, he That's already heavy. drags around his non-memories and stuff like that. And anything else wonky that him and, and West have done. You know, so it's like... This is a tortured soul. Well, yeah. You know? And yeah. I mean, you've got to see this every single night before you go to bed. And it's probably the first thing you see when you wake up. All right. So let me ask this question. Do you think it, you know, remember that scene I loved last episode where we had all the, uh, the Vietnamese soldiers, the cop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was a girl with a headshot. Do we want to say that might have been Woodard? We just didn't think so? I was going to say that the other night was, uh, we weren't potting though. I was going to mention that. I was going to say, I think it might have been Woodard because he was so tall. 
and it was long and straight the hair, hair was the hair was covering half a face but yeah. you could see the hole yeah and the way he was shot was behind the ear coming out to his forehead yeah i'm been, so I'm that it's could have been a first visual of Woodard. we just didn't pick it up yeah and now the other guy is the cop that got killed by the tree right or, or it's the guy they killed, killed that we find out later in the episode he literally walks up taps him and says sorry when he when he that guy shows up that ghost shows up you know i will say it did not look like it the does guy. not look like him but we don't like know all. yet that that's the guy they killed we we're don't. talking about the guy who we think planted the evidence yes yeah the but, red-headed cop well if you remember when they were in the war room they said this is one of the investigators on the scene and then he disappeared after 90 Mm-hmm. This is the director tells her <coughs> tells him that. Um, he has the interview. He says, "Do you remember this guy?" Mm-hmm. And he looks at it right like that. It says he he doesn't remember. He, and she goes, "Well, it says you spoke to him at the, in the ninety investigation or whatever like that, or the eighty investigation." And he's he like, went, "Well, I don't remember a lot of people. A lot of people that I know are dead and gone. Yeah, you know what I mean. That type of stuff. Right. Anyway, that guy who we see later on in a, a flash." Talking about that looks like Will's backpack, you know the kid's backpack. Right, and Um, they talk about how it was three days to process it, the scene. Yeah, and then it was on the second or third day that the bag was found. And I mean, this bag is in pristine condition. Correct. After a shootout where a claymore just went off right over it, and it's just like, come on. Yeah, it it was there, and then, um, you know, so this this right here is thrown in here. To go, okay, what the shit's going on? You know, because they don't even answer the questions. Well, two things happen in this episode. What West wants him to do, remember he's talking about it in the car, is like, we still have all those unknown prints on the toys. Hell, we didn't even have a database, a database yeah. back in the 80s. He, he Hayes finally does go, put, back look. Go, go look for the prints. The prints are gone. No logbooks back to 80. And no logbooks back. More than three years, he says. Yeah. They definitely well, don't go he back just says they go a couple years. But he does say, go look for him anyway. Yeah. So maybe... We don't, we don't see a conclusion to that. We don't necessarily see a conclusion yet, right? Because maybe they do find a name. Because realistically, somebody could have got rid of these very recently once they found out the task force was going to be put back together. Oh, right? yeah. So, so, I mean, like, realistically, in three in the past three years, somebody probably in the last couple it. months, yeah. Yeah. that could have been when those, these prints disappeared. Right. So, if that's the case... <laughs> Excellent. We all we have another connection, obviously. But the prints missing. Um, this guy of possible planted evidence. Mm-hmm. He's missing. He's missing. This leans more and more towards conspiracy that we've been talking about. Oh yeah. yes, I mean a lot of this is pointing towards the Hoyts, in my opinion. I'm with you. I mean, like, there's just too many connections. Some things said at the very end of the episode mm-hmm. make that connection. Uh, who has the influence to do this? You know, but you could also say it could also be a situation where, uh, you know, you have people running for political positions that we need this to be wrapped up and done. And to go ahead and say we have somebody, justice has been done, and it's a big, it's a, you know, you have to imagine this probably took, this made huge news when you hear cops and multiple people died, mm-hmm. and then they find the evidence that this was the guy who took the kids. You're talking about, that's a, that's a media bombshell that, Somebody could use that as a platform of we took care of business and now you have the new you know the new AG. So yeah. I'm throwing that out there as another angle. Do I think that's what it is? No, I think that I think it's the other way. I think Hoyt uh, is involved. He uses his his power and money and influence to help propel the AG to make sure the 
the investigation goes the way it needs to go. And, the, and these are the, these are the byproducts of it. Right. He's going to climb up so high and everything. But why are the kids opening this investigation back up? Is it just because maybe they're living a terrible life now? No, I don't think so. Because they clearly well, didn't like their dad. If you could, if you could also look no, at this. Mom didn't like dad. But mom had, took the kids okay. away. Okay. Right. And I, I guess mean, back in the 80s, it's a lot harder to try to I keep I can imagine, contact. though, you wouldn't want to say my daddy was Woodard, the guy who killed cops and men and, and, children. and children. Okay, that's fair. You know if I mean? you can get so them off and You want to clear that name. Yeah. Plus, their lawyer is used to be the lawyer for the AG, and for all you know, that guy knows well, that's, some, shitty, some shady shit was going well, down. Well, that's what I'm thinking is maybe he came to the kids and he really wants to open it up, and the kids are like, oh, yeah, sure. I guess if you can get you our know, dad. He knows for sure. He can't say it, but he knows the corruption's there. And so if he stirs the pot, maybe it'll expose, mm-hmm. thus making the AG look like shit. And these kids get to have the exoneration of their father. And that's, there's a that's lot of good I'm motivation thinking. there. Yeah. I, I definitely think it's more of the lawyer over Based the on some of the stuff, uh, we, should, we should get to the our accusations a little later. Let's yeah, finish okay. what we got so far. All right. We bounce into, uh, we get to meet old Freddie. All right. How good a job they did to make Freddie look old? I mean, just the handlebar mustache alone onto the little slight <laughs> goatee, I was like, excellent work. But I want to know, yeah. know how old the actor is in real life. I wonder if they made him look younger or they just really focused on making him look older. They probably made him look younger, although they've done such amazing work with making somebody look older. older. Yeah. You make him th- but the thing is, is like when you think about casting all these high school dramas and stuff they do, the kids are always too old. Yeah. They well, look too old. I mean, this kid looks like he could fit into Days and Confused, no problem. Exactly. When they In the 80s. Yeah. They get him, right? And it's like, well, you know, make sure he doesn't have any facial hair and whatever. And there are teenagers. Yeah, I mean, because I had he's a, a tall, lanky kid. I like, had a beard in ninth grade, so I, I it's you can look yeah, an age. We, we, eighth grade. Yeah, we, well, we had a <laughs> yeah, seventh grade. Eighth grade. Uh, but I'm just saying, like, you can... It's probably easier to make somebody look younger than it is to make them look yeah. older. You know, and it doesn't, he doesn't look like he has prosthetics on or anything like that. No, mm-hmm. this looks like he just grew out a a more adult mustache, and yeah. <laughs> which I mean, but they shout out to in, the makeup crew. They put him in like coveralls, didn't they? Wasn't he in like coveralls? Like he was working uh, on changing the oil. Yeah, on he was something. changing the oil and stuff. But I don't remember. Him. He I, looked like he was working hard for you know not much. I not feel much. like they kind of made him look like Tom. Ooh, I can definitely see that. And <laughs> you everything, know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, the make same him, mustache and everything. Yeah, make him look like a guy. Who's not having the best life? Got a wife and a couple kids. Yeah, I mean, he says Look he's not it. having the I best mean, life. You, you just said it. I mean, think about what your quintessential auto repair man or manual labor guy who you know this or so on of the eighties nineties looks like. Yeah, I mean, like I mean, I mean, example. Another thing is too is you know you're in the south. You know, we grew up in the south and so on. I mean, it's just like last episode, I made a, a crack at Arkansas about, you know, a Walgreens and clean shelves. You know, if you said that in the same sentence, which is just a joke, by the way. And because we're from Mississippi, we have nowhere to talk. And <laughs> um, got plenty of room to talk. Uh, you know, and, plenty of uh, Delta room. <laughs> but, I mean, uh, we grew up around here. Trust me, we knew what people looked like and what was popular in the 90s. And this guy has <laughs> the look, okay? And uh, if, you're in the, if you're in the South, this, this is, this is rocking. Classic grease monkey. <clears throat> oh, you know, yeah. I mean, it's so... Wrench turner, you know. You can call it what it all, a stereotype, whatever. But let me go ahead and tell you, you know, I had a lot of friends back in 90s, 95, there, someone that I knew that their daddies looked just like this. Okay. You know what I mean? So it is what it is. But I mean, uh, usually have a cigarette yeah. just hanging off their oh, lip, just stuck there. It's just know? stuck with this little saliva. As you talk, it just waves in the air. <laughs> yeah, every verb, you know? The only thing we've been missing is there's no dip. 
No, no, no one's dipping in this show. Dip came big in 2000 for our age kids, though. Really? Yeah. It yeah. Was, I'd say, it's, yeah, even late 90s, 2000, where it was. I mean, that makes sense because that's me <clears> and everything, and that maybe that's why I associate it more. The only people I knew back then, a lot of it was like it was Chew. You know, oh, that, yeah. that, that crap in the bag that was. Yeah, but yeah, you had to work for your nicotine. Dip there. became massive in the year 2000. Yeah, Every yeah. redneck kid I played football with yeah. had one while they were playing. Huge Pinch your plug, boy. My, fo- my folks were a six pack and a, a pack of vintage menthols every night. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, <laughs> so that was my that was my eighty nineties to two thousand life era of watching my folks hit them vantages. Okay, and so when you see these people and all they're doing is drinking and smoking, that is that is right on par. On that is on par, Jack. I don't smoke unless I drink. <laughs> That's what everybody says. Yep. Yeah. Social smoker. I'm a social drinker, social smoker, right? Yep. It's like, well, you drink all the time. Yeah, well, smoke, smoke all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I only smoke That's right. when I drink. Yeah. That's right. All right. So, <laughs> I'm just thinking about that stuff. All right. We leave Freddie. The only thing Freddie gives him is, is that he says the word they. You know, yeah. which was completely changed. He said they. Which, he, I mean, that shot me back to the old man, the black guy, and the white woman driver, or right, the white woman right. that he's driving back there. Who we, we, haven't, still, we haven't revisited the whole dead eye, scar face black guy yet. We hadn't. I still don't him think we've yet. seen him. Yeah. Because they tried to give us the red herring of the other guy in the last episode. The, the question is how did they become separated? Did all of them go to the park only to run away from Will at some point, you mm-hmm. know, to take her away, to try to leave Will behind. Because that's what it's looking like to me. Where do they take her? Did Will find them? And that's why Will dies. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because um, mm. if, if, they, if they go back to their normal meeting spot, you know, to get her toys or mm-hmm. something, you know what I mean? And that's where Will intercepts them. And that's how he's, you know, he's trying to get his sister and they knock him down wherever he falls and crushes mm-hmm. his head. We get the phone call and we get the news that the last time she saw her brother, they laid him down to, to rest. rest. Yeah, so she was there. Peacefully rest. Yes. She was there when he dies. That was But big. didn't know he was dead. Right, which means that she was being told he's going to be okay. We just Coddled. Need to, we mm-hmm. just need to lay him down to rest for a while. He bumped his head. Which makes sense why his hands are like that and everything. Yeah. And, I mean, you were right on the head with it. Like, he was probably just trying to protect her accidental death. Yeah. Yeah. That's it, what I'm thinking. Is, yeah, it's, it definitely leads you definitely towards that way. But they, they hit you with the they. And, like you said, you talk about the phone call, you know, you know, pretending to be my father was a big line in that, in that, in that call. Yes. And I mean, I think that just goes back to Tom not being her dad. Right. And this goes back to the whole thing in the beginning when, like, when they went to the bar, the, what was it, Sawhorse? Yep. And yep. the guys, you know, like, basically we come to the conclusion of that she sleeps around, she bangs her bosses, and so on. And it goes back to that big theory of she's likely of has slept with Mr. Hoyt. And Julie is possibly the product of that situation. Could be. And this is why she's saying, you're not my daddy. And this has been revealed to her. And Lucy Purcell is not my name because different dad and everything. actually Lucy Holt. Yep. Lucy Holt. Hoyt. 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 Sorry. Um, And so, you know, so that's that's one of the ongoing theory, you Mm -hmm. know, uh, which feels very strong, very good. And there's a lot of things going on in these episodes that, really hone in on that being the way it is could be um very possible um 
But the phone call was very revealing, you know, very, very revealing. But don't you feel like the phone call, you know, okay, so the hotline call, they call Tom in, you know, you got to hear this. Mm -hmm. Doesn't it seem like she's saying things in a way and the way they're playing it is to implicate Tom? Yeah. I think to try to throw you, misdirect you in a way. The part like the guy acting like my dad, tell him, leave me alone. Well, here's the other thing too. Think about who was in the room when they saw that when this was played. They were behind that glass, and guess who was back there? The AG, that head state trooper. Mm-hmm. You know, you notice that head state trooper keeps getting these looks. Some of the lieutenant, the bald guy, right? Yeah, the bald guy, right? Yeah. You know, and uh, like he's the new, you know, stooly boy for the AG versus yeah. the old lawyer. And so, like, there's been too many times where they're looking at each other, or he's in a place when something's happening. Like they're trying to make sure. This is how it's going. This is where it's supposed to go. Like that's that's what that feels like. That like guy's he could character be the guy on scene. All the evidence around and everything. Right. Like when the when the press conference doesn't go the right way, what's the AG do? He turns and looks at him. We get a prominent shot of him. Like, uh huh. Like that. Like he's pissed at him. He didn't see this coming and didn't prevent it from happening. He's at the. He's at there when they meet West in his office. He's there. As like you're here to make sure this shit goes the right way. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. at the. You know. He's at this. Interrogation box. He did this video to make sure everybody in that room sees it goes the right way. The, the the bald guy is the guy on the take now. Oh yeah, he's the he's the he's, he's, the, guy he's the one they, that's being promised things or something. He can make yeah. the evidence disappear. Right. Uh, right, he's the guy who can get into an evidence. Mm-hmm. See, that to me, his his character shows that the, the AG is dirty, and that this is this is the link to that. You know, yeah. and why this attorney is representing these kids and this, that, or so on. Yeah. And so, again, it's the big conspiracy, but that's that was something I took from this episode very strongly. Yeah, and I mean, I think he leads a lot of credence to your, what you were saying a little bit earlier, that the AG uses as a platform to get this position and everything, and now he's trying to do everything he can to hold on to this position. Yeah. And whatever the Hoyts... Or in my opinion, whatever yeah, the Hoyts are doing, I, I to think make the, sure. the '90s investigation is everybody like on Covering their toes, ass. Yes. trying to Covering cover their ass. ass. You know? Cover your ass. And one of the biggest things I took from this episode was how quick this '90s investigation was, because it's only one year. You know that we come to find out by the end of the episode, and we don't even know if that's going to be. Yeah, and a we don't even year. know if it is a whole year. Like we yeah. just know it ends well, by '91. They put it all on Woodard. We realize that. Yeah. It's going to be one of those, you know, wham, bam, thanks. It's like, oh. Wham, bam, thank you, man. Let's go. You know, perfect. We have a guy. Mm-hmm. He's attached to the scene already. His name's already as a suspect. You know. Nobody's going to care because he just murdered cops. And yeah. Men. The right. whole and, town. And he's him. the bad guy, yeah. no matter what. Because the town already hated him. already labeled him as the bad guy. Yeah. So you pin So it it's on the him. easiest culmination, wrap-up, done, yep. uses a political platform, voila, wrapped in a nice boat. And yeah. who was going to defend him because his family wasn't there or anything? He wasn't yeah. liked in the town. Everyone thought he was creepy. dead. Yeah. No Can't money. give you any no. you know, details of what he was doing. So let's you know. go ahead and try to sweep this under the rug and yep. put a nice little pretty bow yeah, on there's it. No, there's no doubt there. All right, it does go into a section where they decide to interview people. We'll get this drifter kid. Do we have and any the, idea how we got the Drifter kid, or just I, that, that was one thing I was fuzzy on on the episode? Is is that how did we get to the, this kid as a person? No, right? he comes in because he sees the photo. They released the photo. Mm-hmm. Anybody know who this is? That's and he, right. And he, and he comes that's in right. and that's says, right. "I know who this is." You know, her yeah, name is Mar- Mary July. Right. Well, that's what she told me. Her name was. 
and she's the princess of the pink rooms. Well, and she's never saw her do drugs, but you might think she was on drugs. Yeah. Because she said a lot of crazy stuff. She kept calling herself, is it the secret or the pink princess or the secret princess? Yeah, I think the pink princess. And then she's the princess of the pink rooms. That's <coughs> like, okay, so we can kind of see how the kidnappers mm-hmm. or whatever and how you know they got it from Will. Well, I think a lot how of they it, calmed her down. Yeah, and you know, what's, I think a what's lot the of syndrome that, they get you to? Oh, Stockholm syndrome. Stockholm, you know, in a way, or like they convince her mm-hmm. that she's special in some form or fashion. Well, I think a lot of this is what she was probably five or six when she got kidnapped. I think. I think she was six years old. Six years old, and then like she's going out into the woods to play Dungeons and Dragons with her brother and everything. These, this very well could just be a character. Well, she's playing dolls. But yeah. that game's going on, you know? Yeah, Will's well, playing the Dungeons and & Dragons. And she very well could have been playing that game, though, too. True, true. Well, she's playing something. And, I mean, because Dungeons & Dragons is just like a massive role-playing game <laughs> that you get really into. You dress up as characters true. and everything. Yeah, true. You have these long stories. And that she could just be living that out. And, like, that's well, why she has these names and older. stuff. I thought he was 12 and she was 8. Maybe. I don't remember. Anyway. I mean, still young enough to I have, wear... No, I have a five-year-old, and she did look like a six-year-old. Impressionable. Yes. Right, very very impressionable. Um, Especially if you're scared. You and, know, like, you that, have that traumatic event and everything. Yeah. And then, like you said, you go right into Stockholm Syndrome, people telling you that I'm your real... We're your real parents, things like that. Yeah. We're going to take you right. to a better place. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. There's no doubt. All right. Is there a significance to the name Mary July? I mean, I know one thing, like, her name used to be Julie. You, know, you could say Julie, well, that's July, whatever. Yeah. I mean, I could I mean, be could be one of those, or it could just, like I said, just be the Dungeons and Dragons thing. Like, I don't know, but I don't think there's too much significance. It's a well, very interesting name. You know, it's not something you would think of. Somebody would just pop off the top of your head, and you know. Yeah, but it definitely sounds like a fake name. Oh yeah, I've never heard anybody with the last name July. No, I mean the only months I know that people actually take is like August. Like, I mean, I know that's a name. But, but the drifter even says it. Most people on the road are yeah. running from somebody. They all have fake names. Nobody yeah. tells anybody who they are. Right. And I mean, why would you? Like, yeah, I, mean, you I, I, think, stay... I don't think they even feel disrespected by you telling them a fake no, name. They just want something that they can call you. They yeah. just be like, okay, this is how we're family. Right. Now. But he says, you know, they were like a little family, mm-hmm. you know, and she had separated from the family early on. Like she didn't last long in the bohemian, you know, drifter lifestyle yeah. or whatever. And she went off somewhere else. Um, so obviously that wasn't the life for her, I guess, whatever the case may be. The other thing is, too, is that they recognize her. But they recognize her as, this is 1990, 10 years later. So wherever she left or whoever she left with, it didn't stick. True. That's the no, thing I yeah. got from that. Is that if she became a drifter and a runaway, this or so on, whoever took her or convinced her or whatever it was at a young age, something changed. Now, you know... That's one thing I, th- I took from this is that, okay, she looks like a drifter in the picture. Somebody saw her and she looked and said she was or so on. So that also throws in the whole what happened there. Yeah. And do we think she was with the Bohemian family at the robbery of the Walgreens? And like that's why like these names are starting to give us a little bit more tips. Zero to do with it. I think she has nothing to do with the robbery. It okay. is weird that she looks so suspicious walking down the aisle. Yeah. You know what I mean? But maybe she was hungry and she was shoplifting. Yeah, I mean, that's what I, I thought you know she was doing with it and everything. And that's why I was wondering if she was with the Bohemian family and they're actually going to be able to give us more information because of that. See, I, I'm not, I don't know. I mean, the guy says, you know, I, well, yeah, he yeah, says yeah. write down the names of everybody else. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, he looks like he's writing a pretty decent list. Yeah, maybe they have more info. Maybe not. Don't know. 
you know, maybe they were all kidnapped kids that yeah, were being that could be a creepy ring know, to get together right. with smuggled somewhere. I don't, I don't know. I don't see the whole Bohemian thing being any more than what we got. Okay, because like they said, we talked to ninety people. Yeah, no, they I'm weren't not, really talking to us. I think that all that right there was just to show you she was not with whoever was her captor. All right. When you know, she was a teenager. When she was yeah. a teenager. So, yeah. to me, that's you know that's a deal. You know, um, on that part, I think that's the whole message. Just like we we met with the Mr. Whitehead and the, the eye, we had all that dialogue and amazing this that and so on, just For to represent. Thing. Hey, I worked the chicken line. You know, accidents happen yeah. there. So just and, to keep Hoyt in the background. And exactly, everything. as a way of just kind of sticking you a little bit, reminding you. You know. Well, I mean, you think the first Hoyt thing we got. Was just a bag. grocery bag. A grocery bag. You know. I mean, we've had a lot of build up for this to. If it's not Hoyt, man, this is going to be a big red herring. Yeah. Um. So they decide to come to this nice brick house, and this is ninety where they meet. They get to meet Wes's girlfriend, who happens to be the girl from the church. Yep. At a nice place, and he go, "Oh, we got this place when he got his big promotion." Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, well, you know. I love that he brought flowers and just so awkwardly hands him hands him the flowers and everything's like. Or you're supposed to bring flowers. And Wes is just like, cool. He says, all right. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Yeah, right. Okay. You know, like, I don't own a face, dude. You know, and. Uh, but then, like you said, great call back to season one for yeah, whatever I mean, happened at the it, dinner for him. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I like this because it's also kind of. Lori was obviously an avid Catholic church yes. grower, right? When they met, he even says, I need to go to church more. He was saying for sweet ass. Yes. That's I mean, he, he wasn't going for the right reason to get it. Oh. Like, you know. But we find out that maybe Laurie's the reason that he West quit drinking mm-hmm. and became like this sponsor or whatever. For Tom. For Tom. Because well, remember, her timeline was on point. Look, two years, and then we had a three-year gap. Yeah. Five years, years. later, Tom has a sponsor. And because is religious and this that are so yeah. on, so like the timelines match yeah. about his personal life as well as Tom's, you know, almost like she pulled him out of the gutter and now he's helping pull Tom out, mm-hmm. you know, and it's and it's trying to keep that or like that. And when all that goes away, we obviously see West goes into a dark hole. Yeah, he goes oh, yeah. into I mean, a pretty depression hole. Yeah, it looks like. You know, even though you know later on we find out he he's not married, no kids like that. We don't know when him and his girl dissolved. Well, do we think that that's what uh, Hayes does to Wes? Is like he breaks up this marriage or something? No, I don't no, think so. I don't think so. I, okay. I think what what's going to end up being the problem is that Wes has ghosts too. We're talking about broken people. Yeah. And broken people most likely and most often can't hold relationships. And think about it. What's the title of the episode? Ghost. That's Ghost. what I'm talking about. Yeah. I mean, so uh, it's. Well, a, I mean, it's just like Wes doesn't have anything yet. And so, like, I'm trying to figure out. No, what he killed somebody. Yeah. But, like, we haven't seen that yet. Yeah, I know, but we I don't. know, but we're trying to figure out when the girl dissolves. Mm-hmm. It's very likely that whenever this happens in 1991, when they kill this band, we talk about that. Well, Roland, uh, Roland and uh, Hayes don't talk for the next 24 years. You can associate that from whatever happened also destroyed his personal life. Yeah. Well, I think one of the major things, and it's I think it's the, the looming thing we've talked about this episode, is the political stuff. West barks back at Hayes. He says, yeah, sometimes it is like that. It's political. Yeah. And you wouldn't be sitting at that desk for the last five years if you'd known that. That's very true. He's showing you. Yeah. You know, West is like, in a way... Screaming it at you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's all politics. You 
you play along to get along. Yeah, it's you know what much. I mean. Oh, yeah. And the thing is, is like West has moved up not because he was dirty, but he because plays the game. He but plays he the plays game. the game. He's never plays the game, so he can't move up, right? Mm-hmm. But the same thing is going to happen with the power players. Not only that, remember the line where he says, "Hell, half your cases never even cleared." Mm-hmm. Yeah, got finished. Like, if you play the game, those clear. Yeah. You follow what I'm saying? Yep. So, like, he knows the dirty shit and corruption is the way the police were working well, to handle their business. Hayes was already working from a deficit being a black man. Mm-hmm. So it's like the racism alone was pulling him down. And then the fact that he wouldn't play the game and he just played a hard ass always, yeah. then they weren't going <laughs> to give him any favors. And he was willing to interrogate anybody, throw right. anyone under the bus right. and stuff. I mean, but that the, goes with playing the game and everything. Yeah, but, but I'm just saying, like... I feel like that comment he makes, West barking that at him. Oh yeah, it's politics. Yes, if yeah. you just knew how, you know what to do, you would have made it. And I think that's the same thing. So I think what's going to happen at the end of the '90s investigation is that they're both going to have to swallow this real shit pill of putting Woodard behind bars or pinning it on Woodard again. Like well, just, just making it that because that's when it you know. To me, I think he quits because they are told the case is over and whatever you've uncovered will not be That's what I'm saying. Closed. The fact and we're going to proceed as normal, and I, I fucking quit. Yeah, the fact that Will's death will probably still be pinned on Woodard, you know what I mean, even though Julie's, because that's what they're mm-hmm. trying to say. It's like, well, it doesn't change any effects. Yeah, we I don't mean, know what he did with Julie. But we know that he killed. But we killed, know he killed Will. Yeah. Well, here's the other thing is we still have to understand something. They have yet to say anything in the old version, uh, you know, in the of how this turned yeah, out, of yeah. how it turned out. Not only that, or if they found Julie, what Julie has said or anything else. Yeah, I'm telling you now, we're gonna find Julie, and Julie will be the person who tells Amelia a bunch of different things, and then also unveils the story for you, and that won't be listened to, or wasn't, or she'll be shunned. You know, like she's a patient or, you know, like we talked about Stockholm and all that stuff. I'm telling you now, they're going to make Julie out to be a bad guy in the situation, thus making Hayes quit and the investigation goes down. That's the reason the director and all that has come back in to re- redo all this, like a, you know, like a Netflix special on, you know, to, you know Catch a Ted Murderer Bundy. or, you know, Ted Bundy or, you know, Making a Murderer or whatever you want to say, really Making a Murderer. Yeah. Um, a situation. But there's, like I say, in the in the end here, we're going to find out that he kept things from West for Amelia's sake. There were things going on to protect a family. Mm-hmm. He didn't say protect my family. He says to protect a family. And there were some things between me and Amelia. He points up to Amelia, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That, you know. I made a decision. That he made a decision. <coughs> I almost feel like we're going to find out that maybe Amelia does talk to Julie. Well, I mean, we see it in the fast-forward thing. There was a preview where you see... And we find out that Julie gives the goods on her like that, and in order to protect Julie from whatever the the situation is going on, that Hayes makes a decision to swallow this shit pill and quit the force. And for all he knows, he doesn't want to read the book because he knows it's a lie to help cover it for Julie so that she doesn't get exposed. Right. Well, That's I mean, what I'm but saying. doom, you know what I mean? I, I, well, I mean, he wasn't reading the book the entire time, though. Like, I mean, this book was ready to be released before he has to swallow the shit pill. 
But we he's find, still on the force. At the end, he's reading the book and he's like, I should have read this yes. a long time ago. Well, I mean, like he should have read it when she was doing it. Right. Because like, when they went to the dinner, she was going to give them a copy of the book. So, I mean, the book was done before he has to swallow it. Right. And the thing is, and even with my what I just said, it kind of falls down when the fact that he goes to West at the end and said, Lucy wrote that letter. Yes. Or Lucy put together that letter or whatever like Correct. that. So then it's like, what? why is he still investigating something if he already helped Julie? Well, here's the other thing is, you know? is that maybe he already knew that, but this is just showing you that is that his mind's gone and he's just re, re- realizing the same clue he's already known. But no, I don't think I, so because yeah. Pizzolatto says, what you see on the screen is real. He says they're not unreliable narrators. Mm-hmm. What you see is real. I get that. Well, but and Wes didn't That's know still it. not saying that's not real. He could just come back and say, you know, yeah, you, you made that correlation earlier. Wes, but Wes would have told say, him. Yeah, Wes would have told him. Wes would have <coughs> said, well, yeah, we already knew that, buddy. He, he was like, why would she do that? He, he just really? was like, why does it matter at this point? I'll give you that. I, I'm yeah. almost, I, I agree with you on that. That, uh, that detail at the end of 91 mm-hmm. or whatever it is, or end of 90, is the one thing that they are it's missing that we don't know yet. All right. There is one thing about this scene where he's reading that book and he says he makes the correlation of I should have read this earlier and da 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 da. All right. Well, first let me ask you all this question. Are we gonna get more in that book that's going to reveal more? Or is that just the, the one? No, I mean line? I think this book is still gonna have a few little tidbits in there that's gonna crack open the case. I don't know if it's going to be the book itself or just moments they're going to start showing with Amelia that are going to reveal Interviewing people and everything. All right. Black, four-door, police vehicle, Chevy, sedan, whatever they said or so on. Second time they've shown it parked on the street outside of Hayes' house. Who, what, where, why? Could be somebody from the AG just kind of tailing them and everything. I think it's too far removed for that. Those guys are dead. The okay. AG is already much older than Hayes and them. Yeah, that's in, true. In, in, in the, 90. 2015, he's 70 year old Hayes. You know, he's 70 years old. Which means the AG is at minimum 90, 80, yeah. 85 to 90. You know what I'm saying? That's fair. So I, I don't feel like it's a 90, 85 year old AG like, make sure these motherfuckers <laughs> don't figure me out. go to prison. Um, <laughs> my legacy you know I you know I don't I really don't know here, yet. Here, here, here's my theory his son is an off is a cop maybe has some pool and he has a cop detail the house to make sure his dad doesn't leave and do something stupid could it be someone from the Hoyts Hoyts did All that, but the family still from is the it. Hoyts I, I I think the son put an unmarked car out there to make sure he doesn't hurt himself or anybody else is a good Just idea. Keep it out. Yeah. You know. But remember, he's also pushing his dad. Are you investigating this again? You know what I mean? He's like pushing. He's like, don't do that. Yeah. So he's probably trying to keep an eye on him too. Like, don't be trying to track these cases and ruin my name. Get me in trouble right. for your shit. You know because he I mean? did look up the stuff for him and everything. And he knows can't really use the resources like that. So. Right. Or, you know, like it could be the director. The director. Yeah. Making sure that her asset is, you know, you know, or maybe the or direct, follow him. That's the thing is follow him. Yeah. You, you stir up enough memories. Maybe he goes and does something and they're going to follow him and catch the exclusive. Yeah. And catch some kind of new knowledge that they don't have. All I know is, is that they've shown you the modern cop car because the sun drives a Dodge mm, Charger Challenger. or Challenger, whatever it is. It's a Charger. And it's, Charger. Uh, it's got the blacked out windows and it's got the lamp on it. Well, this black sedan's also got that police lamp on it. 
Did it have the lamp? I swear I saw the police lamp. I don't think it had a lamp. It did have blacked out windows. I don't think it had a lamp. I didn't see a lamp. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I don't think I don't think it had a lamp. But anyway, it it just you know it screams police car. You know what I mean? No, I agree. It's unmarked car. It looks like. Um, so my theory is the son's just either keeping your tabs on him or like you. But we also make the theory of that the son and director might have something cooking. I I wouldn't mind if it's Woody Harrelson behind that car. Oh it, my god! Oh, oh, here's the thing: private detective car, private eye, unmarked like that. You know, but they can have the tent. Can whatever. You imagine maybe. And the director, what would happen? People's heads would explode if suddenly episode <laughs> seven, Woody Harrelson's at the end of it. I'm here to help investigate a case, or did it? I'm like, no, no, uh, no. I don't think that's the case. I think the director would hire a private eye to watch him. Well, and here's the to thing: to follow him. I'm he, just saying, if Woody Harrelson's on screen, yeah. I don't think it, I'm, I was joking. <laughs> oh no, but I mean, she does. He does ask her, like, "Do you have people looking into it?" She was like, "I have two investigators looking into it." Yeah, and, yeah, she does have investigators. Well, she does say two people. She says we have two investigators. One question: What era was that in? Season one. It was in uh, 2006 or nine. Like, I mean, they're they could in the same age range. Like, I mean, they wouldn't yeah, be too the, aged. The up. crime wasn't of that year. It was in the 90s. It was like uh, 92, 93 was the crime. Yeah, that sounds Okay, right. so they're not too old then. No, like I mean, okay. this is a very plausible For some timeline. reason, I thought it was like the 70s or something. No. Well, you have to remember, too, there was that scene, remember we found it, where well, somebody showed us, too, is that there was a computer laptop up last episode where the director had popped up, and there was a picture on the laptop showing... Uh, uh, Russ and Russ and Cole, Cole catch no. a serial killer. Russ Cole yeah, is Russ one Cole. person. Yeah, That's Mar- McConaughey's yeah. character. The other guy, I can't remember what he's it's name. It's a Marty. Shit, well, okay. yeah, I was just saying Russ and yeah. Cole. Whatever. Yeah. McConaughey yeah, well, no. and Harrelson are on the screen, right? And their roles as the people who solved the Crooked Spiral case. Correct. Yeah. Like, I mean, this is in the same universe. This is in the same universe. Yes. Because, I mean, we do see him pop up and everything. Dude, and you talk about heads just bursting into just utter oblivion. If yeah. those two step out of the ride. Yeah, Mar- oh, at some you, Marty Hart. You'll see confetti coming from people's Marty. neck. Yeah. yeah. And so like, I do think that there's a real possibility that they are going to show up during the season. They're still executive producers, still get yeah. their creds. I mean, it's possible. I mean, there's a real, real chance. I, that- I'm just saying, I think that would be too much. I don't think so. Do you think anybody would be mad? I think it would steal the limelight from what these two have done. I don't think there's any way you're going to steal the limelight from these two actors right That's now. That's all people that would talk about scene. is, can you believe they came in? And just, <laughs> from, who was Stephen Dorff? What? Who? Who's Roland West? What? But you know, they signed these NDAs to protect the, you know, the information, mm-hmm. you know, as far as like solving the mysteries and stuff. But sometimes it's to protect from cameos. Who, yes. I mean... Because no one knew that this was really being filmed or anything. Who Nothing knew got in, leaked. in Deadpool 2 that Brad Pitt was all of a sudden going to show up? No one. You know, nobody. Nobody. You know, I mean, they kept these things really well secretive. And it's just like, it wouldn't surprise me if they did it. Okay? No. Like, it wouldn't just make my head explode because now the pieces actually line up a little bit. I, I really think that we're going to see if, them later in the season. If, I don't. If the director... <laughs> What I'm saying, if the director feels like the cases are connected, mm-hmm. why not use or c- at least call those guys and say, "Hey, will you look into this?" Yeah, you know, we may have had a girl that had been taken for purposes of this ring that y'all are uncovering. You know what I mean? And I'm pretty sure McConaughey has said he's wanted to come back to the show before. So, I, mean, uh, 
I hope I, I'm really pleased y'all guys live in this fantasy land. You know <laughs> okay. what I mean? I know what y'all do during the day now. I'm concerned hey, for your lifestyles. You know this fantasy. Come episode world. seven or the season finale, and your head's exploded in confetti. Like you know, you, see, I know you, you can Kingsman. go ahead and get on the mic and say, "Yeah, Big told you so." If you want to, okay, or whatever you know. But <laughs> I'm not counting on it. I'm going to do that now. <laughs> anyway, back to it. Sleeping well, my sir. <laughs> All right. Um, there was some things about Amelia in this episode. You know, like she was pumping love for questions at the dinner table when they met Wes. She was asking a bunch of questions when she met, uh, you know, Hayes when, you know, Wes was shot. She was, you know, there were several, you know, they keep doing the whole thing. She's asking questions, yeah. asking questions, opportune. There I mean, the, the tension whole... they have between them is phenomenal. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, you know. But the thing is, like you just said, opportunity. She comes off as incredibly, like, an opportunist. Yeah, very oh. forward. Well, like, I mean, and Hayes even says it. He's just like, uh, oh, God, what did he say? Oh, yeah. His lines were, you know, you. Because um, yeah, you had it written down in you, your notes. And yeah, yeah, you, yeah. Pro- you're, you, you leap off of everybody's well, You take advantage times. of people. Yes. Um, you know, to build yourself up above you everyone else. You lift yourself up on other people's bad luck. You use yourself to, uh, you use people to make yourself bigger. Man, that is yeah. some hurtful yeah. stuff right there. But yeah. I mean, like, that's how she's portrayed and she does do that. But you know what? I bet a lot of the guys that write true crime. They have to. And so like that, I bet they all get that moniker. Yeah. Like, you're famous and made money off of somebody's horrible bad luck. They're right. Yeah, tragedy. Yeah. You know, off a tragic situation. You saw money in a tragedy. I mean, you see a lot of times where victims' families and stuff protest movies being made about the death of one of their family members. I mean, the new Tarantino movie coming out um, about the Manson murders and Mm -hmm. stuff. I mean, there's a lot of people that are super pissed that this is getting made. You know, a lot of people are mad about the Bundy movie coming out and stuff. I mean, you can see why. Yeah. And if anybody, if there is anybody under the moon that's not watching the Netflix Ted Bundy tapes and stuff like that, it's, I mean... That be that's stuff hard to watch, and then Ted it's Bundy's just watch. getting more famous, and like people are coming to Bundy's defense and everything still. So yeah. I can see why people wouldn't want something like that. So made. A, a true crime writer, you can easily see, comes off looking guilty, even if they're not involved in the crime. Yes, they just look like bad people sometimes. And we've already, well, I mean, I've been hot on Amelia this entire time for writing this book. Yeah, and stuff, I mean, so. I'm not, still not against Amelia. No, the, the thing is with Amelia. She, it's no matter what they put her on the screen, she can't help but coming off looking guilty mm-hmm. yeah. in some form or fashion. It's a great job by this actress. Here's another thing you could totally see in this show that every person we're dealing with and somehow is involved in the conspiracy in some way. That's the thing. That's one thing this show does really well is, is that you can say this person's not innocent because you could put this in the mix. This person could be in here because of this way. You know what I mean? Like, that's what the show does well. That's why there's sensory overload when it comes to all these clues. And everything. like, oh, it could be that one. could be that one. could be this one. So, totally understand all that. I think we just get to the nuts and bolts of the final scene, which was by far the most dynamic part yeah. of the episode. And the most telling on a lot of things. Okay? Things we learned, you know, is that they killed someone. Now, we have our ideas because the show said that this guy disappeared. Mm-hmm. He's the guy who goes, hey, that looks like the little boy's backpack. And, da, 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 da. and there is, in the previews in the past, you do see him at night beating the crap out of a white guy on a post at a barn. Burning his clothes. Yeah, burning clothes. So we're, I think we all agree that we think this investigator is the one who... As of right now, well, 99% sure that this is the guy that gets the, gets the beat down death. Yeah. Um, so we think it's him. Um, they also, he talks about how, 
uh, like we talked about earlier, he, you know, I, I spoke to Hoyt the day after they killed the man, and he knew what we did. But it seems like he was in the dark on some <laughs> things as well. Which, which points so my no theories. Hoyt, so that confirms Hoyt is involved, involved and not in the safari and anything else. In which we said that since we've thought he was involved. So boom, there's your first big landmark key is that Hoyt is involved if he knows they killed a man. But and he's dealing, like you said, his own dark issues. I think he's like he said though, he's in the dark on some stuff. I mean I, that makes me think his wife is involved. Correct. Okay. So we could theorize that Miss Hoyt knows that her husband maybe slept around with Lucy. Yep. Julie is the product of that. Mm-hmm. You could say the whole... They have a daughter that's it, died. A, a daughter, or a granddaughter. Or whatever. Died, and the this is a new heir to the Hoyt industry. If it's uncovered, or and or he wants this daughter, or she wants this daughter, her motivations are not know clear. Yet. Yeah, the motivations. But if he's in the dark on something, then that means like we, we it could be the wife with the hand of a black man who has either a missing eye or a bad scar because they're driving a nice vehicle and visiting mm-hmm. with him. So this leads more towards the original theory of Miss Hoyt is the mystery play gate and play, playing with person in the woods with the kids. Would y'all agree? Yeah, I think so. That's, that's where I've been this time. So I, I'm sticking with my theory on it, you know, but him being in the dark on some stuff can also be in the dark on some stuff from the other power players. Yes. Correct. Like, you know, the, AG and stuff yeah, like he, that. He's facilitating the AG to make sure the investigation doesn't reveal him, but... That they had their own motivations doing things that he wasn't aware that they were willing to do. Hoyting them could literally only be protecting the, their name from an the illegitimate child. Yeah. Correct. Because I have this feeling, because the fact that he talks about Hoyt came and talked to him, mm-hmm. that makes me feel like that Hoyt had nothing to do with necessarily the kidnapping. But in order to protect their name, the wife may have done something. You know what I'm saying? Like, here's another thing too. The Hoyts kidnapped the child, mm-hmm. but were in the dark about how it was covered up, and a, an innocent man was led to be turned into a monster, and that their children are being, you know, are trying to get all this cleared. And I, I was in the dark about that part of it. I just wanted my child, and I want to make sure that we were not ever uncovered for it. And so on. that could be that, and that because of that. That's why Hayes decides I made a decision and didn't tell anybody. But see, I, I'm thinking that it comes from this. I'm thinking the Hoyts a, approach the investigators saying, you know, I don't want it revealed that Julie is actually my child. Right. During this investigation. You know okay. what I mean? And they start greasing palms in order to make sure that that never comes out. And then that never gets leaked and everyone still thinks right. she is Julie Purcell. And if, oh, because her coming out and saying that's not my name and everything. Right. And if Hoyt finds out that his wife has been meeting with Will and Julie and playing with them and stuff like that because it's actually their daughter, mm-hmm. whatever the case may be, and he's super pissed about that. You know what I mean? You know, Maybe that is what comes out of this. Not that they, not that he had anything to do with the kidnapping, but he had everything to do with trying to keep it secret. That because he doesn't want to be a suspect, you know what I'm saying? Time out, time out. 
let me ask y'all a question. This just popped my mind. Literally just popped my mind. He's remember the scene. He goes, Briggs said we got a call on the hotline. Who is Briggs? Is Briggs the ball headed state trooper guy? I don't know for sure. I mean, that could just be a throwaway. Here, here, here's my reason I asked why. Maybe the do FBI you think, agent. Do you think that tape was doctored where she said what her real name was, but it was cut out of the tape? And the reason they were in that room is to make sure the tape was played the way it was supposed to be played. I don't think so. I'm just thinking about it. That's not my real name. My real name is... That was cut out of the tape. Don't know. I mean, I'm just putting... I'm mean, just thinking about it. You know, I just kind of dived we, we in my ha- head a little we bit. We have fingerprints missing. Yeah. You know, we have planted evidence. It's not beyond them, obviously, to doctor a tape. Again, it goes back to they're in the room. And you could say, well, I want to see his reaction to this tape. But you could also say, I want to make sure the tape is played the way I'm intending it for it to be played. Could be. You follow what I'm saying? I mean, I, I get what you're saying and everything. And I mean, like Jason said, it's definitely possible. I just don't see that part being likely. I, I think that tape is I see them wanting to be entirely. there because they want to hear everything. Yeah. Okay. And I, they just want to see the investigation and see if Tom is guilty because of the that's not my dad. He's pretending it and everything. I, I just had a little tickle on my neck that you could have a scene, episode yeah. seven or eight, where uh, there's two tapes. What do you mean yeah. there's two tapes? And then you play the original and then you say, you know, I'm. You know, my real Julie name Hoyt. is Julie Hoyt, you know, or whatever, you know, da, 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 da. You know, I don't know. It was just something that popped in my mind. I mean, yeah. it's possible, but I just don't think it's likely. Right. Uh, other things that were conveyed, <clears throat> like you said, I made a personal choice. He was in dark places, da, da, da. Like I said, they killed a man. And then, of course, you know, Wes says that, you know, I don't have any friends. I don't have wife. I don't have kids. I don't need any of that kind of stuff like that, you know. And I'm still pissed at you, and it's been 24 years since we've spoke. So that's the that's the nuts and bolts of the conversation. Yeah, you know, but I mean, just the acting in this scene alone, oh, the cinematography, yeah. just looking out at the trees and everything as a special effects out. of their looks, man. I mean, come on, their hey. looks, their tears, everything. It's awesome. Right. I mean, I was emotional during the scene, man. Like, I mean, it hits you. And then if you have anybody with Alzheimer, dementia, and stuff, like seeing Hayes go off like that, that's real. Like, I mean, that stuff hits you just like that. And but then we get the best thing ever. We're going to get a too old for this shit. Riggs and Bertal. <laughs> old timers. We're going to get lethal weapons just living, walking around in diapers, yeah. jumping over oh hoods of cars. <laughs> Can't do all my this. My hip. <laughs> but, Watch out for the ice. But it, what they've done is Riggs now created seventy-year-olds. three, you know, three eras now of investigating this yeah. crime now. You know, they're going to show up. Each three. Uh, do we think they're really periods. going to investigate this? That's my next thing. Is, do you think stuff? West is just entertaining this because he feels sorry for an old man? No, I think he's really going to drag West in, and once something is unveiled, West is going to be just as in it as he is. I, honestly, the way that Woodard dies in this thing, I have a feeling we're going to lose Hayes the same way. You know what I mean? Oh, you think he's going to kind of go suicide by cop or something like that? Well, or kill himself. Or kill himself. Um. When he finds out what happens, you know, so what I'm saying like he just uncovered a memory that he should have been happy he forgot, or that he yeah. that he they figure out the crime, and what if Amelia's involved or something like that, and it's like, or what if he's involved, <laughs> or what if he? I mean, well, yeah, well, I mean, I don't think he cares at this point. I or mean, finds out what's happened to his daughter. You yeah, know what I mean, that's a big thing that still has, there's all kinds of stuff floating out there. You know, what I mean, I I just have a feeling that maybe both of them even, but I I could easily see. Uh, ending where it's friggin' West talking at his funeral. You know what I mean? Yeah. And nobody's there barely. Yeah. You know? I mean, like you said, it could be very important that there's a reason the girl is estranged. 
the wife has passed. We don't know where the daughter is. You know, that, I mean, so, I mean, like, you, you, there could be some symbolism here and issue of, you know. And if the son's involved in keeping him tracked, you know, that's a total disrespect, you know, or a, a violation of his privacy, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, and what he stands for. He keeps telling himself, you know what to do if it gets too bad. Yep. It's you in know. the top right drawer by your... <laughs> it's in the nightstand, you know. Yeah. Um, they keep showing it. I mean, it's yeah. like... He made a personal decision. And so whatever happened, so whatever happened in his family situation affected the outcome of you know his career, this case, and all that stuff's all tied. If in. he literally can't remember that his daughter passed away, he'll pull the trigger for that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. If he literally out. can't remember that his daughter died, I could see him easily. Like no way. Like maybe she was with Amelia. Like, do we know how Amelia died? Have they said? Did they say cancer or something I, well, like that? For some reason, I keep thinking cancer. Yeah, I, maybe they not, I haven't shown it yet. Okay, so it know. might not have anything to do with that, but I don't know. If Amelia is gone with the daughter, still alive, <sighs> it'll definitely blow his guts out. Oh, I yeah. Mean, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no way. Um, whatever we heard or might think, it could be just cover, too. You know, you just, you know, because no, yeah. every time you talk to him, you know, he's like, hey, where is she? And you know, like, no, oh, you know. Because, I mean, this wouldn't be unreliable narrator. It's just he doesn't know the information and everyone's hiding yeah. it from Exactly. Him. Exactly. So there's a lot of possibilities there. Yeah. All right. I say we just, you know, close it out with who's our top suspect? Hoyt's wife, still for me. I mean, it's still Hoyt's. Yeah, I mean, me. it's still the Followed closely, maybe followed by Amelia being involved. I still think she's got something to do with it, and this book is like a massive redirect or something. I think it is, too. It could be part of the reason they're not together as well, is that when he finally does it, he realizes that she helped in some capacity to get the child away the whole time she yeah. was just being an opportunist. Uh, it's thinner. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's thinner on me now, but it's still there. No, I'm, I'm not going to throw her completely. I'm not going to throw Halloween decoration lady out, either. Dude, I was just going to say, I was like, where has she been? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, man, we were like, ah! They showed her too much to just disappear all of a sudden. Yeah. We still haven't talked about the path they took on Halloween, who gave her the dolls, all that stuff. I mean, right. we've got a lot to cover in three episodes. Yeah. I, I, like the, the biggest question is, is that when did they get separated? And was the first episode where they showed the slow-mo of the bikes going on the street and getting to see anybody and everybody that was around, was that all just to make your mind say, well, they were never separated, you know, and just not realizing something... I don't know. I think everything has a purpose, but yeah. I'm very, very curious to see where it goes. I haven't figured out why those boys turned around in the bug and were casing that house. Yeah. True. Because maybe that's the Hoyt's house. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just saying. I, I, I see their house being a little bit bigger and everything. I agree. be living off a safari in Africa. I live in a shit box. And, you know what I, 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 I 100% agree. <laughs> But I'm just saying. Well, I mean, it is Arkansas, so maybe that is the best. Thing. Oh, oh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. See, I'm see. kidding. We're going to get another <laughs> negative review because you're making wisecracks. Uh, uh, this, but this is what I'm talking about, though. It's like if it's the black guy with the scar on his face at his house or something. Who knows? Yeah. They just haven't explained why those kids turned around in that spot and stared at that house. Because you don't do that for nothing. Yeah, it's not for no reason. Yeah, I mean, this show... It doesn't do anything for nothing. So like yeah. you say, but it's got to come back to it. There's got to be a reason for it. And if they don't come back to it, I'm yeah. just going to be really upset. Uh, you know, the, the guy, the pedophile they beat up in the barn, the only reason is to show that is, is to show what they're capable of later on. Well, that and we come back to that barn. So like this is... That's a, what I'm saying. Is the fact like, oh, no, this is something they do. Yeah. They go full vigilante 
when it's something they want. They don't, they're not bound by the rules. It was the 80s. There which is what leads us to when they everything. kill a guy. You know what I'm right. saying? Like that's all. The, it wasn't shown for no reason, mm-hmm. even though it ended up not having to do necessarily with the plot, but it was there for a yeah, reason. it was character development. Yeah, it was to right. show you what they're capable of. And, and yeah. Just a great job by Pizzolatto and everyone yeah, at HBO. <laughs> like, this episode was so freaking good. And like, you don't get this on regular TV or anything. Yeah. Well, they set the bar. You know, <laughs> that's the thing. Next, next, week, next week, better be solid. <laughs> better be solid, guys. Before we wrap up, first I want to say, um, as always, y'all can always reach us on Bleed TV Podcast at Gmail. We're also on Facebook. We're on Twitter. You know, people were messaging us, blowing us up on social media. We love having conversations. We love all this stuff. Plus, a couple shout outs. We had a ton of new reviews come in. Embassa, uh, Darling Mia, Ear Love, uh, Sean Ryan. Uh, Meg's account, VP43, uh, KJ Quiz. All these people gave us a lot of great reviews on Thank iTunes. Thank you so much, man. And it I means really, a lot. really appreciate it. I want to give you all a quick shout out. Um, that Thank you, re- Kelly, again. Like, it's always oh, fun yeah. to text you and get, yeah. pick your brain a little bit. Uh, we have a. Uh, awesome TV host who's Emmy Award winning and everything else up there in New York, Kelly Choi, who's a part of our, helps us a lot with stuff. And so shout out to her. Really appreciate all y'all and guys. So, so I mean, we're, we're happy to give y'all some props when y'all do something for us and we appreciate it. So if y'all have another minute and you haven't done it, please give us another positive review on iTunes. It helps out so greatly. We have bounced into the, almost the top 50 on podcast. It's been fantastic. So we're hoping we keep the content good and uh, enjoyable for you guys as we move forward. Also, don't don't forget, Walking Dead's coming up. We are going to have one for that. We have the Punisher out right now, and into we just saw into the Badlands. It's going to get. Uh, looks like it's going to come back. So we're pretty pumped about it. Um, and then, of course, if you're in the UK, you know, you, Mayans is uh, dropping. dropping uh, I think tomorrow, it's to, or well, today, the maybe today or tomorrow. And uh, so you can catch up with us on all our pods with that. We'll have all that up. So make sure you tune that in as well. But other than that, guys, I think we're going to call it a day. And uh, we look forward to next week. Uh, So this is Bleed TV. And I'm Zach. I'm Jake. And I'm Cash. See you all then.